Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the Lead Wealth Strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Well, welcome everybody to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness. I'm your host and super excited to be here with you today. We are going to be bringing a little bit of stardust to your day with some incredible insights and ideas, some thoughts uh, with Jenny Lyon. She uh, she and I had a conversation prior to getting started here, and she's going to bring such a unique spin to a lot of the topics that we already cover here uh, for entrepreneurs, your growth, for you to be doing good things in the world. So welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you very much. Very happy and honored to be here. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're happy and honored to have you. So just share with us real quick um, who you are, what you're up to in the world, and how people can connect with you online just in case they don't get to the end of the episode. Sure. So I'm Jenna Lyon. I help mainly women visionaries um, to become impactful leaders uh, through deep inner work and life body activations. Uh, this is a refined energy work um, to unlock their potential. Um, you can find me at jennylion.love. So it's Jenny, as you can see my name there, G-E, uh, sorry, G-E-N-N-Y-E, and then lion.love. That's it. That's probably the easiest. But if you Google it, you'll find it anywhere. So yeah, that's pretty much me. That's what I'm up to in the world. <laughs> I, I love it. And we'll we'll have the link down below for those of you who yeah. weren't able to write that down or if you're on your phone. Um, so Jenny, I always like to start off with like, with a big punch, something really great that, that you can share. Um, if you could share one piece of advice to someone who's who's building a business, building a life, trying to get into their heart space, whatever it is that people are doing to take that next step in life, uh, what do you think you would like to share with them? I The first thing I would say is well done to, for following the heart and the passion, because really that is the only way to be happy. Because from every, everything else follows from there. So well done for doing that. For all the obstacles that you may find on the way as, as an entrepreneur in, in, you know, in the beginning or even if you're in the mid-journey, wherever you're at, the more you connect with your energy and your – accept that you're a spiritual being and connect with that in that sense – and take some practical steps to connect with yourself, whether that is meditation or calm or stillness every day. That is the most practical and hands-on advice I can give. And if you're already doing that, great, keep going. If you don't, I really advise this because this is in the quiet space of self with no distraction, you will find the golden pieces that you are looking for outside. (laughs) 
I know. Right? So that's it. And then, of of course, I have a myriad (laughs) of options beyond that. But look, that's where probably the easiest way. So so let me dig in on that just a little bit, because I have worked with and coached thousands of business owners on meditation, like really just, you know, and, and depending on the business owner, for some people, it was more of a spiritual, some it was a stress release, some of it was just get your head right, right? Different people have different reasons and ways that they approach that based on their background. But what would you say to someone who gives you pushback? Because the thing I get a lot and I have my way of explaining it, but I'm kind of interested in how you approach this. A lot of people mm-hmm. say, I can't meditate. It's too hard for me. I'm fidgety. Mm-hmm. I, I, my mind goes crazy. It's, I just can't do it. It's kind of what they come to and, and end at. How do you approach that? Or how do you help people with that? So the first, the reason you are fidgeting like this mm-hmm. is because your, your whole energy field, if you think of the aura, maybe the most easy way to visualize it mm-hmm. uh, it's a not clear it's fussy you've got other people's energies in there you've got the collective energy in there mm-hmm. you're not clean meaning that it's hard to focus you're all over the place you're not aligned so the natural state of human beings are to be coherent and clear and connected, calm, and grounded. But if we don't clear our energy, we feel fussy. So I wouldn't suggest, if somebody feels like that, I would say start the energy clearings that clear the bioenergy field and take out electromagnetic stress, all those things out of your system, and then meditate. And then that meditation could be a guided meditation. So like you're following a journey, you're listening. Mm-hmm. And for maybe 10, 15, most of my guided meditations I do are probably between 20 and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of doable to listen to somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, when you feel comfortable with that, that's when you can start sitting with yourself in quiet space because your your, your system, if you like, is then kind of used to being more still and calm and like you've cleared and like you can just drop in. Mm-hmm. So clear, align, and then try the, sort of the guided and then try the, the, the empty meditations. If you like, I think that's what people, most people find hard, you know, the stillness of nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say for the first two years I was meditating, I did a lot of guided meditations. It was, yeah. it was much more helpful for me otherwise the just doing it by myself felt a little bit like being in grand central station. There was just a lot yeah. going on in there. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, look, this is maybe diverting on the topic, but when I do it on my, with myself and I just sit, I usually channel. So I get messages and I get things. So it's not exactly quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah. That you're really tapping into that connection. And yeah. honestly, even when you were talking, it, it feels like you're, I call it listening, right? You're listening to like the whisper and it's almost like telling you what to say. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So when I work with clients and when I coach, um, I do my best to not have any email or any other distractions because a lot of that, if I'm not distracted by all that, I can hear the guidance and it kind of helps me with coaching and, and hearing what people aren't saying and 
all the other things that, that come into that whole space. So that's, that's super cool. So you, uh, you've obviously studied this a long time because you're dropping a lot of words that most people would, you know, think are, are pretty heavy duty and, and may not understand with, uh, with energy and ours and, and some of the, the words that you were using there. So how did you get, get started with this? This is, um, I don't want to say it's not an easy field to get into, but honestly, I know a lot of people who, who kind of do it on the side or whatever, but haven't been so successful. How did you, how did you get this business going and kind of get to where you are now? Tell, tell me a little bit about that story. So, um, I always knew that I was meant to do spiritual work. Where, mm. But when you're kind of 15, you really can't see a business model for that. Sure. You know, so I don't know that it existed when you were 15. You're like, you did. <laughs> so although I knew in my heart that it was going to happen, I couldn't see how. So I kind of just drifted a bit, I suppose. I, I studied and everything. I did marketing degree and just I did things. But um, at age 25, I became a massage therapist. So mm. it was all hands-on. So I could, like, feel energy. It's tangible. People could feel the difference. Mm-hmm. So from there on, then I continued to study other things. But And I did healing, uh, lots of healing certificates and, and coaching and mentoring and all the other things that I do. But so, so that's how it happened for me. And, and that felt good to me because – I was like, okay, well, this is tangible. I can charge for this. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel good. It makes them feel good. And I'm happy. So yeah. I was channeling, like, always, but it was fine. You know, I was doing it. Um, the reason, the second question, the reason people are struggling to get it off the ground will probably be, one reason would be uh, they don't have the structure and the format, how that's going to look like apart from, doing some healing sessions but that's you, sure. then you're, as you know as an entrepreneur you're stuck in the ground groundhog day yeah 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 because you're just doing sessions for money like or money for hours you know hours and money like this yeah there's so no leverage that's not really a business model so i think most people don't really can't see how they're gonna uh, put that into a business model i mean that's what i help i help my clients with that but as well mm-hmm. um the other thing is so that would be one block. The other block would probably be, I call it the witch wound. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's basically past life as healers, spiritual, uh, you know, guides, uh, masters, seers, wise women, medicine women, shamans, mm-hmm. uh, were either, you know, burnt at a stake or evicted or killed or chased down or something. Right. So it's then locked into our DNA that we need to hide and we need to be not visible mm. and also that we are not powerful, that there's something wrong with us, right? Yeah, we Therefore, there is a block there. So you're like, oh, I'm not powerful enough. Oh, can I do that? You're not going to think that you're going to be killed, but it's not a logic block. Sure. The block is deep. So sure. then I unblock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People who who have feel that. I mean, I mean, everyone, I've, everyone who has those abilities would have had some sort of thing going on in past lives. Yeah. If you can embrace the concept. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very familiar with it. Um, 
and uh, yeah, have quite a few friends who are who are healers, energy healer people, past life regression, a lot of different kinds of things out there. So um, yeah, that I've definitely benefited from from some of that type of work. People coming in and helping me to unblock things that you know I can try to unblock them on the mental level, but if we're not getting to the emotional, spiritual level, like it's like you know, it's like a yo-yo diet. That you can't, you know, something's there, but you can't see it because it's you. Yeah. And if it's in the subconscious, you have a sense, but if it's in the subconscious as well, you, it's like hiding, you know. Yeah, it's it's very interesting because there's like a feeling, and like you said, you you kind of know, but if you're not used to that type of work, it's not very tangible. No, and it's not. You know, it's like walking around in a dark room. You kind of know there's some stuff in there, but you can't see it to do anything with it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So very, very interesting. So um, I guess tell me, I, and you mentioned you work with women entrepreneurs. Uh, do you work with a specific niche within women entrepreneurs? Do you work with all women entrepreneurs? And, and why women versus women and men? Well, it just seemed to be that more women was coming so it is okay. mostly women <laughs> like, I have had many uh conscious men that I've worked with mm-hmm. um that are into self-development because it's quite out there some of the things that I do so they would have been already trying something mm-hmm. because otherwise it's completely new so with women they seem to be just more curious perhaps just as a just generally there's a little bit more leeway there Mm-hmm. But um, the th- yes, so the reason I work, so the entrepreneurs, I would say probably spiritual because they don't have to be a healer or a coach, but they like to do spiritual things. They like to do meditations. They like to do personal mm-hmm. development. They like those things. Otherwise, they wouldn't come. So right. I would say the reason they come is to unlock their potential really because it's like I said with the hidden blocks so they know like yeah damn I've got this up I know it's there there's something there I don't know ah, can you help me yeah um and they and they 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 normally have this they want to succeed and have impact and obviously they want to have a great lifestyle but they also want to help and contribute so they have a big vision so nothing really can be wants to be in their way, you know. They want to get down to work. Sure, at least on the surface. Yeah. Yeah. And it requires, you know, I, I would say all kind of conscious entrepreneurs who has got a passion and vision to have impacts and all those things. I think energy work and the the not always doesn't have to be what I do, but is definitely almost required. Because how we move so fast, you know, in this great awakening that we're in. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like just about everybody that I know that's highly successful has done some type of work on themselves. Maybe it was with a therapist and it wasn't on the spiritual yeah. side. Maybe it was, you know, a lot of a lot of prayer and meditation or a lot of reading of sacred texts or different kinds of things. But yeah, yeah clearly there's a theme there that people who who take the time to just become better human beings uh, have a tendency to to move much more quickly through life, and and even when they run into obstacles, they seem smaller because yes. they are sort of running so fast that they just run right through the brick wall. I, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but 
No, I, I totally agree there. And I also feel like as soon as you open yourself up to higher consciousness, you're allowing higher consciousness to flow through you as opposed to thinking that you are the one making everything happen. Because if you align with divine force, there's more that you can do. So yeah. I think we are just here, individuals, well, I'm going to push through this launch, you know, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to push it. Then it's coming from like, you know, you're pushing it, don't you? Just your ego. Sure, sure. Efforting is what, what I call it, as opposed to allowing. Exactly. Allowing flow. I mean, I have a really good way of saying this. It's like, if you can imagine that you allow the soul or like, you know, the higher consciousness to come through you, I call that like the divine feminine, because mm -hmm. it's the divine feminine. And then you have the masculine action, you have to act. So the ego, mm -hmm. you need the ego self to kind of go, yes, I'm doing that. And that's like, you know, that's the inspired action. So when that ego self goes, yes, let's do it with joy, Mm -hmm. inspired action then mm -hmm. it happens in flow yeah yeah but as soon as you come out of that alignment and the head you're spinning too much in your head and you're trying to work things out and it's like it's up here basically you've moved away from the divine feminine you're mm -hmm. not you need that yeah. so you're just in like i wouldn't even say the dark masculine but just like in the ego like pushing and yeah. then things don't, doesn't happen. But at least like you said, allowing, yeah, you need to allow. Yeah. So I, I think of it as I, the words I use are for what you're calling the divine feminine. I call that awareness versus yeah. thinking. Yes. Right? So when you become aware of things, then it shapes the way that you think and take action. Exactly. But when the awareness goes away and thinking's just in its, in its little in thing, you kind of go like this and yeah. you can't see everything going on and, and, my yeah. understanding of how women and men experience the world that's different is women have a tendency to have a kind of diffused awareness of everything going on around, whereas men are very good at being focused. And obviously, like you said, if you can tap into both of those, the focus yeah. can be decided upon based on the awareness instead of just, this is all I see. Yes. Then uh, that's, that's where we get really, really powerful. So mm -hmm. I, I totally agree with you. I use different words as I've learned to explain it my own way over time. Oh. Um, yeah i mean there's so many words and i totally understand those words are very tangible as well you know it's, it's exactly yeah that's what it, really inspired action i suppose people yeah. are talking about inspired action a lot so. yeah yeah because i think nobody can you know deny what inspiration is right but when you really look at that it comes from inspiritus right which yes. is in the spirit so you know, but that's where words like that come from. People don't always realize it. And sometimes they shy away from that if that's not their normal comfort zone. So I actually have worked really hard uh, to, to find a way to explain to people who are maybe newer on that trailer, newer to some of that language, like how do I make this very tangible and accessible to a person in a way that they're, they're able to relate with it. Cause I think that is, that's, that's a real trick. Sometimes you're, you're yeah. Yeah. And obviously because of the way that you speak, you attract people who, who enjoy and embrace your language. So obviously exactly. that's part of being true to yourself. Yeah. And I think it's really important to, we spoke about this before the, we came online about not being filled. You know, you want to be unfiltered. 
Yeah, because yeah. As, as an online entrepreneur, whatever you are doing, you're going to attract those people that likes what you're saying. Yeah. So just be yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, and I'll be honest with you. I have clients from every walk of life, right? People who are farmers in Iowa and people who are like literally leading spiritual movements in California and New York. Um, and a lot of doctors and dentists who are heavily into medical and other people who are like auto shop workers. So like all over the board. And it's, wow. uh, it's very interesting because I do find myself sometimes wanting to filter, especially like with the polarized culture that's happened uh, over the election the past year. And I have to work really hard to, to let go of all that and just really focus on being who I am and putting out what I believe is being pushed yeah. through me or yeah. pulled through me. Um, but it's not, it's not easy for me. I, I want people to like me just like I think yeah. everybody does. And that becomes that ego part. Right. And yeah. I have to really yeah. like consistently, it's like gravity. It's like always, I have to like, let it go. Cause it keeps pulling me back down to the ego. I have to like, yeah. let it go and yeah. come back up here. So, so I really relate with what you're saying. And for me, it's always been easier said than done, but I am getting better as I practice I'm building yeah, those no, muscles. I think, I think it's really important, you know, whether you're doing podcasts like you are or wherever, because really when you're showing up completely unfiltered and authentically, you will, it's like decluttering mm-hmm. and it's cleansing because mm-hmm. you will sort of be in this vibration that you're in, which means also that anything that is heavy or misaligned because you filtered yourself <laughs> will fall away and actually mm-hmm. you will accelerate. Yeah. So, can you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've and definitely. I think lots of people are struggling with that because everyone tries to sort of like, you know, please everybody or be helpful and you know, and think they're doing the wrong thing. But actually, by just being your complete true self, will everyone has their own tribe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but well done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you're you doing great. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I do my best on the show to, to really be as honest and open as I can because I've experienced a lot of this stuff. I used to call yeah. it like the mask, right? We put this mask on because we think it's what people want. We what we think people want to see, right? It's what we yeah. what we want them to think we look like. But the thing about a mask is, from far away, it can look very real. But as they get closer to you, they start to realize that that's not really you, right? And so. Yeah. So then we get rejected and people leave and we think, oh, that's because my mask doesn't look right. And then people continue to try and alter Uh, the mask instead of just taking it off. And you may attract different people, but the people who come stay because once they get close to you, they're like, oh, this is the real deal. And listen, in the personal development world and the spiritual world and some of these things, there's a lot of scammers. There's a lot of people who are in it for the money. There's a lot of people who are even have good intentions, but they're not they're just not there yet. Right. I sometimes call them no. spirit, spiritual teenagers, like they're developing, yeah. but they're all knees and elbows. So they're a little awkward and haven't quite found their, their authentic self yet. Um, but I, but I think, yeah, when we find the real thing, we all are like starving for that real connection, that person who really is who they pretend to be or, or purvey to be, as opposed to like so many times you, I don't know if you've had this experience, but you, see someone on TV or on YouTube or speaking, and then you get to know them or see them in real life or behind the curtain. And you're like, Oh, this isn't the person that was on stage at all. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's very common. 
Yeah. And so I think it's, it's like you said, if you can really find a way to be as authentic and unfiltered as possible, then when you get behind the curtain, it's the same person. And then you're like, this is my person. Like, this is who yeah. I'm here to be. That I've really found part of my tribe. And I, I think that's ultimately the goal. Not always so easy, but I think once you step out from behind the curtain, once you take off the mask and you can see, oh, everybody doesn't think I'm ugly. Everybody doesn't want me to look like that. They really do want me to look like this. It, for, for me, those have been uh, really powerful moments throughout my life. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, that is, you know, I've even had times not so long ago, I mean, a few years ago where I was, I wasn't hiding my spirituality, but I was like, you know, filtering a little bit to fit yeah. in. And I was like, hang on, I've been teaching this to my clients to not fit, you know, to, feel, to not filter themselves. And there I am filtering myself a little bit. I really, I'm not doing that at the moment, but, <laughs> but, but, but yeah. you know, we're all human. And, and I think when we look at, like I said, with the witch wound, we can call the wound a spiritual wound or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, really, I think through the the, the personal development and, and everything's happening now, people are developing really fast and they're kind of awakening, but they may not sure what they're awakening to, but they are opening up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those things are going to come up and they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, my old uncle Barry over there, he doesn't think I do meditation. Should I tell him that? Or like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just suggest everyone to, this is a re this is all about spirituality now, isn't it? But it's important. Yeah. So I would say if anyone feels like they have to be different people, I'd say stop that, but there's ways to delivering mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> to people. So, for example, uh, my mum and dad always knew I was spiritual, but, like, they didn't really know how deeply I was going into it. But I always delivered it in a grounded, normal way, so they were not going, oh, my God, why is she spending all that money on doing that? Right. Um, so you just got to find a way of delivering to the people around you and not stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, and another thing I find is, it's only in most cases, it's only as big a deal as you make it right. When you sit down and you're like, Hey, mom, dad, I need to tell you this thing. I don't want you to be upset and blah, blah, blah. And I meditate and they're like, Oh, but if you just go happen to mention it, Oh yeah, I've been practicing meditation. It's been interesting. Then they're like, Oh, okay. And I find that we tend to have a tendency to make it a much bigger thing which does make it a bigger thing. Which makes it bigger, exactly. Yeah, if you're just letting it flow, because how many people do you have in your life that you're like, you know, if if they were a little different, this person could be obnoxious and they could be overbearing and they could be all these things, but like I actually love them because they're just so authentically who they are and that's just so-and-so. That's who they are. I love them. They're a little crazy, but they're awesome, right? And that like that's the authenticity. I have a, a very good friend like that who from the outside looking in, you'd be like, oh, this guy could be overbearing and he could be kind of narcissistic and all these things, but he's so great and charming because he just really comes from the heart and it's totally who he is. And it just works. And I think it's it's the heart piece, right? When it comes out, yeah. then you're not a terrible, snobby, obnoxious person. You're just someone who's full of life and maybe a little full of themselves, but in a sweet, cute way. And it's just That's totally it. different. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, Be yourself. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, so I have a, the, a question I wanted, I've been wanting to ask, uh, as we've been talking here, 
what do you think is the biggest, you know, the biggest block for a lot of these women entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general that you run into? Like what's, what's that one big thing that a lot of people, I'm sure you have a couple of them, but what do you think is the biggest thing that people are running into? That's a big block for them right now. So in particular for women, mm-hmm. uh, as the patriarch, patriarch paradigm is breaking down, mm-hmm. women for a long time now have been trying to fit in into the masculine lane, which right. is achieving, pushing, earning money, doing kids, family, doing all the hobbies, looking great, you know, right. whatever. Yeah, all of it, yeah. And it's like, well, that is a little bit too much. So what happens is with the women, when they go into the masculine lane, they become quite unattractive, really, to men as well. So that balance is out of balance. So I would say to women entrepreneurs, you've got to find a way to do all the things you love. If you don't want to have kids and a family and you're happy with that, do not be ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. It's like you do not need to apologize for that. If you want to have that and the business, well, you've got to be sensible about it. If you have small children, well, I think personally you should spend a lot of time with them. And yep. then as they grow, you can be, be a bit more with your business. So don't be don't fool yourself about the you know commitments and try to do it in a balanced way and in a feminine way. Yeah. Because in a feminine way, you would take the time out with the baby. And you, I'm just talking generally now about sure, all, sure. either all the balls, right, that they have to juggle. You would take the time out and be with the baby and really enjoy and be in the present with that because that will never come back. And you can be like me. I am extremely achiever, and I really struggled with that. So I've had to really make awareness to this mm-hmm. that I was meant to have very be very present with my children, mm-hmm. and I worked through that. And I am very present with my children. And I really, that was a big wound for me to work through that because I'm so like determined and, and in the masculine actually I was. Yeah. So, so I think women, allow yourself to be more in the feminine, whatever that means to you. I mean, you can ask me questions afterwards what that means. But um, be, don't be all of those things at the same time because it's like you can't. You're not superhuman. But and also ask for help and support. Yeah. So here you go. There's grandparents. There's mums, dads, dads, cousins, sisters, brothers. Ask for support. Why not? If you can, you know, you don't want to overdo it. But like you can't do it all. Get a cleaner in. You know, do all those things that you need to support your life. Um. And 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 be kind to yourself because you've got to love yourself. Because when the women run into the ground because they do a lot because of this. Sure. Then. Yeah they're not in flow anyway. They will get some results with pushing, but it is a, it's just a very unpleasant experience. Yeah. So the opposite to that is flow, feminine, receiving, allowing, ask for support, be really strong with your boundaries, don't overgive, nurture yourself, mm-hmm. do all the things that makes you feel good, and go and create. So it's like you've got to find this flow. It's really hard for women to break this pattern because it is ingrained in us from collective, you know, it's collective wound, I call it, because it is. Um, so that's why I help my women with that because they just cannot simply seem to crack the code. Um, they're doing all right, but, like, 
they just yeah. like, oh, well, I've got some other neuroports and health problems because they, you know, there's something that, oh, my husband's not talking to me because I'm, you know, not not nurturing the relationship or something, you know, is that there's something in that, not in balance. So that was a long answer. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I think it's very important. You know, I, uh, I have a lot of friends who are spiritual entrepreneurs and some of the women are in exactly what you're talking about, um, where they're, they've become almost like alpha males, but they're, but they're women. And the, the thing is a lot of them really struggle with it, right? Because it using the words we were using before, it's an efforting, not an allowing, it's not truly who they are. And I think, and men have this in their own way too. Um, it manifests a little bit differently, but you know, they're, they're really trying to prove something. There's an insecurity there. And so they're overcompensating. And just like when you see certain men overcompensating for things, yeah. It does. It doesn't come off really well. It's not their their real power, and I do think some women are more masculine than others, and so really finding that balance, I think, is is definitely tricky. But I definitely see some some super powerful women who are really in their feminine, and that doesn't mean like um, when I say in their feminine, I don't mean like flowery and girly. I mean they're they're authentically who they are, and they bring that unique thing that women have that's very different than men, just like men have certain things that are different than women. And, mm-hmm. and I think I, I've had to develop this in my own relationship, just understanding like, where's that balance for the two of us. And, uh, and some things are really her thing and some things are really my thing, but really finding that balance, it's not always easy, but when you find it, wow, does it feel good? And yeah, it's so grounded. You do just really powerful. You've got this foundation to really do, you know, launch from um so I, lo- I love you bringing that up because i see it out there a lot yeah. you know i call it people overcompensating to some extent where they go too far into one side or the other as opposed to really finding their equilibrium yeah and also you will repeat patterns of the family and the ancestors so sure you know right. you will just whatever you were shown as a child you're very likely to copy that or do the absolute opposite because you didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see <laughs> so, that. So, for example, like a client of mine, so just one of them at the moment. So her, she was working quite a lot with her children, but she was still present. She still had time off with the children. Anyway, her daughters are doing the absolute opposite. They're not working at all. They've got like five kids each. Mm-hmm. And but actually... They're not happy because they are now denying the other side, which is their purpose and their truth and those things. Yeah. So yeah, I think whatever is happening there, I don't know the dynamic, but obviously sure. they are overcompensating the other way. So they're not working at all. They're doing the home thing, but they are also suffering, I think, mentally. Well, this is from you know the report I get from my client. And that's not right either. Yeah. I, I totally see that. I mean, I see it in relationships, right? You go from one kind of relationship and it's like, oh, this person was too clingy. So in the next relationship, they just want ultimate freedom. And yeah. then they come to realize, wait, but I need a little more than that. Uh, <laughs> you know, or, or somebody was really successful financially and they're the, they hated that because they were obsessed with their work. So the next person, they don't want them to care about money or work at all. They just, instead of deciding and what they want, yeah. Right. Instead of figuring out what they really want or need, they just go the opposite of what they knew they didn't like. Yeah. And, I, and I do think there's something to be said for figuring out what doesn't work for you before you really figure out what does, because you got to try a lot of things to get it honed in. But uh, yeah. 
Well, Jenny, I, I really appreciate you taking some time today and shedding some light on this for, uh, for people who are really resonating with your message or want to know more about what you're up to. Uh, where can they find you or connect with you online again? So uh, website is jennylion.love. Uh, I am on Facebook, LinkedIn. So if you Google me there, uh, just the name will be, you will find me there. Um, I'm very happy to give away. I don't know if you do this, but if you, if you give things to your customers or your, your listeners. Sure. Um, but on my website, actually, you can download uh, a free energy course, which mm-hmm. is, is bioenergy clearing, which is going to clear your fields. Remember in the beginning when we said clear the fields before you can meditate in yeah. case you have this mind thing. You can get that for free there. So, yeah. Awesome. Get started with it. Awesome. I, I appreciate that. And so one more thing for you, something yeah. I like to do is I kind of like let, like to let people say whatever it is that they want to say. I like to give you like 30 to 90 seconds to just whatever you want to say, whether it's related to what we're talking about or not. Um, but yeah, I'd love to just clear that up for you so you can speak to the audience and just say whatever you need to say. So um, what feels really pressing right now is that everyone needs to find themselves because we're so impressed, like not impressed, but in, 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 you know, impressions from, uh-huh. from the outside world that the only truth and whatever is going to be right for you, you can only find within. Hmm. So, if you are struggling at anywhere, take time to go inside because that is actually where you will get the answers and things will just unfold more easily. Very beautifully said. And I, I really appreciate you, uh, you saying that and just, you know, bringing so much experience and wisdom to the table as we talk here today. So thank you for being on the show, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag smallbusinessbiglife so we can see that you're sharing the love. And heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration, and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Venice, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business Big Life movement. Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist.